Hey family, it's your sisters, Kay and Chai. And today and this whole week, we're looking at overwhelm. We're talking about overwhelm, what it means, how you can cure it in your life, and maybe some reframing that could be helpful for you. So let's get into it on this week's episode of Overcoming Overwhelm. We have such a juicy topic for this week and something I think that pretty much everyone has experienced at some point or another. Right. I think Kay and I typically like to not use absolutes like the word everyone, but I'm feeling pretty confident that we're (laughs) safe to say that everyone has experienced the emotion or feeling of overwhelm at some point in their life. Now, like any good Kay and Chai show, we're going to start out with a few definitions. But before we get into that, Chai, you know, it, overwhelm is something that everybody experiences. And on uh, as we were preparing for today's podcast, you were sharing with me that you're actually about to head into seven weeks where the overwhelm might get too difficult for you. Well, I think overwhelm encroaches when your schedule starts to fill up. So like you feel me on this, you look at your Google calendar and you know that not even half of your expectations are on there and it's already flooded, that can start to trigger some of those feelings of overwhelm. I've got three kids, um, two in middle school, one in elementary, and and all are involved in different things. And that means between honor choir and cheer practice and all of the different clubs and expectations, things can get, well, overwhelming when I look at the expectations as a whole. Well, I think that's a very relatable thing that if you have children or even if you don't, life can be overwhelming. The schedule can be overwhelming the task list can feel overwhelming. Like how come moms got tasked with being like family administrator, (laughs) like family administration duties, man, that is something that's really overwhelming to me. And we know that everybody gets overwhelmed by different things or most people get overwhelmed by uh, different things where we have that uh, variety in each other. But when we're talking about overwhelm, what is it that we actually mean? So overwhelm, let's just do some quick definitions here. First definition listed is to bury or drown beneath a huge mass. Like that task list. Yeah. (laughs) Or the calendar. The second definition that we have is to defeat completely, to overwhelm the army. And the third definition of this verb is to give too much of a thing or to inundate. Oh, I get overwhelmed with messages of sympathy or messages of love, or I'm overwhelmed at the at the love I've received, right? So overwhelm can be a good thing when applied in certain ways, but many of us will have overwhelm in that first category where we feel like we're, oh, shy, it's one of those words that we try not to use, drowning. Ah, yes. Well, if you know that your words carry power, then Kay and I always do our best and encourage you to as well to pay attention to the words that you're uni- using. So if you are saying to someone, I'm drowning under tasks or I'm drowning under my load, what you're inviting in energetically might not be really what you're looking for, right? More of that drowning feeling. So just a quick uh, side pro tip for you there to to watch words like that. But overwhelm is that feeling behind using a word like drowning. And, uh, you know, funny quick side note here for all of us. I've never heard anyone say they're whelmed. (laughs) <laughs> we're underwhelmed, whelmed. underwhelmed and overwhelmed, but we're just whelmed. whelmed. You know what? I kind of want to be whelmed. 
<laughs> Actually, I want to be overwhelmed, but in the good way with amazing things coming into life. But when we're discussing overwhelm, I think most people feel when they say I'm overwhelmed, they feel overwhelmed with stress. Now, the who actually identifies stress uh, as uh, that it is any type of change that causes physical, emotional, or psychological strain. So, any change that creates strain on your feelings, on your mental state, or on your body. So, so basically life. <laughs> right. Thanks a lot, World Health Organization, really helping us define what stress is by saying, you know, anytime something happens, that can cause stress. stress. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get overwhelmed, oftentimes many of us find that we are overwhelmed with the amount of stress that we have, the amount of change that is happening on a physical, emotional, or psychological level, the amount of strain that's coming forward as a result of the changes that we've made, right? Shai, you've had this ramp up in your calendar. I can imagine that that's probably causing a little bit of stress. Absolutely. It does. As, as Because there's this big, these big changes and changes to the expectation coming along. And you can probably relate to that as well. Uh, coming back to what we said in the very beginning, all of us can relate to feeling overwhelmed. That feeling of what's in front of you or what's coming is bigger than you can handle. And that that emotional feeling, as, as you connect to that, you, maybe you felt that feeling of hopelessness, because I think that's what comes along with feeling overwhelmed is feeling hopeless and like you want to give up and quit. And that can be one of the most dangerous times of all. So now that we know that the path to overwhelm is really life, <laughs> any form of change or uh, a strain on those three states, it really comes down to when we talk about overcoming overwhelm, we really want to focus on how we process our emotional, physiological, and psychological strain, right? The uh, overwhelm can be a good thing. I'm overwhelmed by compliments. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of blessings that are in my life. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude. And so when we process these three things, can we maybe process overwhelm or find ways in our life that our processing can be maybe in the filter of, of the positive instead of the filter of the negative? I think that's such a great point to bring forward here because it's not that we want to necessarily, I guess, overcome all kinds of overwhelm. We, we want to welcome those uh, overwhelming blessings and abundance, those kinds of things. But that, that feeling that most of us can relate to, that overwhelm, figuring out how do we conquer that in a way that empowers us to continue moving confidently in, in the direction of our dreams, our desires, our goals without being defeated by that overwhelm. So I want to talk about some of those strategies and things with you as the episode unfolds, but also just to share when you're in those moments of overwhelm, if you're like me, at least, then it can start to feel really permanent and pervasive and personal. Those three P's of stress also apply here to that feeling of overwhelm. And when those start to seep in, it can be really dangerous, right? That feeling of it's permanent. It's going to defeat me anyways. I'm going to go under. What's the point? All of those can be uh, resulting from that hopelessness or those three Ps as we feel that overwhelm. And so just wanting you to know if you're in overwhelm right now, you're not alone. It won't last forever. And there are things you can do to make it better. Those three Ps are also present when we start to have the conversation about depression. Um, and so it's 
easy to see how an overwhelming amount of tasks on a to-do list without a strategy to get them done for someone who might identify themselves as a high achiever could lead to something like a depressive state or depressive emotions. And so having more awareness and understanding around overwhelm can help us maybe take back some of that power. Now, we're going to talk in the next segment about exactly what you can do to help you bring down that overwhelm. But do want to just say there is this kind of one overarching thing, right? We always say that all of John Maxwell's lessons can get boiled down into two words. Those words are add value. Now, the the one cure-all to overwhelm, to fear, to stress is a, a cure-all that's a, a little bit like a pill that's hard to swallow, but a fun one indeed, and that is action. You can always take action to get yourself unraveled from these states uh, that might not make you be feeling very good. Like it's easy to even want to feel the knee jerk eye roll reaction to hearing the word, to hearing the answer of action when you're in a neutral state. But when you are in an overwhelmed state or in any kind of negative state and someone says the cure is action, even though you know that intelligently (laughs) in your brain, you get like emotionally mad that you know that answer. You know that if you just take action, you'll start to feel better. And then you have to start to question that bigger. Why do I feel pulled to want to wallow, but maybe that's a subject for a different time. Coming back to that idea of let's get over the eye roll, let's get over the internal fish shake, and let's talk about taking action. What we hear Tony Robbins talk about in particular with this subject is that idea of either you're chunking it too big or you're chunking it too small. So one of the first actions we can take is whatever the thing is that's overwhelming us, you might be trying to eat it in too big of bites, chunking it too big, as Tony says, or you might might be dicing it down into dust and not being able to do anything productive with that either, chunking it too small, right? So the goal, the example he uses is getting fit, right? If you know you, you, you've got some weight to lose and you want to release some pounds and you want to get fit, chunking it too big, be like, well, I just know I have to lose weight. That's just it. And you're so overwhelmed by the goal of that, that you can't take that bite or you're chunking it too small. And you're saying, well, I got to find the best trainer and I got to research all of the methods and I got to make sure that all of the nutritions are balanced. And he, and Tony laughs and says, he kind of just needs someone behind you yelling, run, because that's taking action. So figuring out if you're chunking too big or chunking too small can at least help you figure out how to make some clarity around that plan. We're going to dive into some more of those strategies coming up on the next segment. But first, a word from our sponsors. We're talking leadership this week, and one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing, world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. We've had some really cool access to some really cool people, and we want to share it with you. We have an amazing interview series of some of the interviews we've done with celebrities like Dr. Deborah Tillman, America's Super Nanny, Dr. Joseph McClendon III, famous neuropsychologist, uh, former professor of UCLA. We've got Dr. Bruce Lipton, author of Beyond Belief, and we even have John Maxwell, the number one leadership expert. Your sisters want to bring you into the room with our most exclusive access. So go to knshy.com. Right there on the homepage, you will see a button that says, get my celebrity interview series. And we would love to share our access with you. K-A-Y-A-N-D-S-H-I.com. We'll see you over there. 
You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Right, now we're going to talk a little bit about that how. What are some strategies that you can use to help bring your overwhelm to a place that's more manageable? Now, Shyla mentioned before that maybe you're approaching that action, chunking it too small, chunking it too big. But there are some other things that you can do to help you recenter yourself when you are feeling overwhelmed. Now, overwhelm and action taking aren't just for the processes that are very necessarily straightforward, like losing weight. Uh, that is a very straightforward process. Sometimes you feel overwhelmed by your emotional state. Sometimes you feel overwhelmed by your calendar. Sometimes you feel overwhelmed by your kids, right? Raise your hand if you're overwhelmed by your kids. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Christian behind the camera. Our producer back there is also raising his hand. Yeah. Parenting is definitely at times an overwhelming endeavor. And so understanding what are the things that we can do to help us overcome that, or at least wrangle it, manage it, and point it in a direction that's positive for us, it can be really helpful. So you heard about chunking. That's a helpful one. Another one that we want to bring forward from the Neuroencoding Institute and from Dr. Joseph McClendon III is this idea of a pattern interrupt. Now, 35 years of neuroscience and 5 million people live, Joseph has used these techniques and he's boiled it down to some really specific behavior-based things that actually work in getting you to change your state, a state maybe like overwhelm. And so when we're in a state like that, using something like a pattern interrupt, there's all this neuroscience behind it, but you don't need to know that now. What you need to know is that all you have to do is change something fast in your environment so that your brain gets tricked into losing focus on the overwhelm or the thing that it was obsessing about. And it creates what's called a scotoma in your mind. We've talked about this before, aka a big blank spot. And then you get to decide what to fill in it. Yep. So this can be a really helpful tactic for bringing a little bit of awareness and separation from the overwhelm so that you can get into an empowering place, right? Sometimes when you're right in the middle of the mess and you're slogging yourself forward, it can feel really difficult to just take that moment to come to the outside and tackle the problem from a different angle. But having that change of state, maybe you're sitting at your desk and you're starting to feel overwhelmed by your tasks. Get up, go for a walk, do a runaround, some sort of something to help you change your view. Now, this is actually backed up uh, in the Buddhist tradition. And, you know, the first function they say in in yogic traditions, the first function of meditation is called shamatha. And now shamatha is all about stopping. So the first function in meditation is about stopping. Now the pattern interrupt also has this effect as well, where the pattern interrupt gives you an opportunity to just stop, right? It's about stopping the train that is currently pulling away from the station to say, you know what? I want a different destination and I'm going to put this train on some different tracks. I love that, right? Just under bringing that awareness and being able to stop that train or uh, or identify the momentum allows you to take control. Like whatever mechanism the conductor grabs in a train, is it a wheel? I don't uh, like a, a, a lever, a lever. I'm pretty <laughs> no sure idea. it's a series of levers, <laughs> okay. but I have no idea. But you are going to become the conductor of your train, whatever <laughs> those mechanisms look like. And that's the beauty of that scotoma, that pattern interrupt to say, well, we are heading in a direction and maybe I need to slightly change tracks. Maybe I need to stop on the brakes or maybe I just need to change. And maybe, maybe the conductor just needs some water. 
Maybe the conductor's tired, right? But you won't know until you start asking yourself and bringing that awareness into the present moment, into right then where what's happening so that you can take the reins, whatever they look like inside of a train, and take that up, coming back to that A word there, action. So want to just bring a little bit of dimension now into maybe this idea of emotional overwhelm. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by emotions to a point that makes you feel like, you know what, I, t- I can't handle this emotion or this emotion is starting to run the way that I feel. This emotion isn't healthy for me. So when you start to have those feelings about an emotion that might feel like it's running over you, that's when you have some opportunities. Now, the Buddha, we're going to go back to this. uh, This comes right out of Thich Nhat Hanh's work, um, which he does a great job of kind of, I think, disseminating the Buddha's teachings and got to dive into his books a couple of years ago. Uh, But there are five stages of emotional unwinding that can help to calm both our body and our mind that the Buddha teaches. And the first one, love this one, is recognition. So if you've got an overwhelming emotion, just look it in the eyes and say, you know what? I feel stressed out. Or you know what? I'm angry. Or you know what? I need a break. It's okay to look that emotion in the eye and call it what it is. Right. I love to the Buddhist take on this idea of recognition is even recognizing the emotion, but not necessarily claiming it, right? So like I recognize that there is anger inside of me right now. Like if you tuned into the episode where we talked about the voice inside of your head and the inner roommate that lives up there, this is another one of those practices to allow you that separation between self and soul that can bring forward this recognition that you are not that emotional experience. The second one that's brought forward here in this process is acceptance. So first we recognize that there is an emotional response inside of us. Then we move to acceptance. We don't have to deny it. We can say there is anger in me. I recognize it. I accept that that is my present reality. This allows you to act from a place of reality and truthfulness so that you can make the most calculated moves for your next step versus living in some fanciful world where you're either suppressing or possibly megaphoning the emotion one direction or the other. All right. We all have been in the place where we refuse to accept an emotion, right? You feel it come up and you're like, I'm not going to make eye contact with it. I'm I'm fine. Oh, I am. I am am fine. Right. We've all been fine. That's not enough to be fine. Right. Or or that's, that's a masking technique. That means that we haven't even moved into the recognition phase yet. So you can understand how these emotions can come in and kind of hijack your state, maybe when you don't want them to. And so seeing that recognition first, then comes that acceptance. You know what? I accept that the anger is there. Hello. I am a human being. Emotions are a natural part of being a human, that next one, this next piece is a little bit tougher. That's to embrace it. You want to hold that emotion in your soul, in your awareness. And you want to have the mindfulness enough to embrace that emotion. And this can help you to calm it. That's where you say, you know what, anger or despair or fear, I see you and it's okay that happens, it's life, and bring compassion to the emotional state that you're feeling, not just accepting it, but embracing it. Boy, I think about this in terms of the metaphor or the very literal sense for the three of us in the room right now, parenting, right? When you have the emotional child come forward to you and they are displaying anger, frustration, despair, 
It is so easy to want to respond in kind, right? If your kid comes to you angry or petulant, like your response is often anger or pe- or petulance back at them. And realizing that if we could do it like this, I see that you're angry. I accept that you're angry and I still love you and embrace that child, embrace that inner self or emotion, but that part of you, it allows us to move to the next piece, which is that looking deeply because now I'm not a foe. I'm not against the anger or the child. I'm actually a partner. I'm actually saying, hey, you came up for a reason, anger, and I don't disown you. And I actually embrace you. And I want to know what you're here to teach me now. Oh, what a much more empowering state to be. I can feel our metaphorical overwhelm dissolving as we talk about it. Right. Well, once you start to look deeply, it really is like untangling, mm-hmm. right? You're, you get in there and, and the web starts to, you know, oh, I can see where I acted out of that emotion here and I can understand where this kind of came together and we are able to then go and do the final step, the fifth step here, which is to gather insight, right? We look deeply at the web, we begin to untangle it, and then we gain insight. Now, this is how we actually even turn overwhelming emotions into a superpower. This is an alchemy technique, right? Taking that overwhelming emotion that you feel and saying, you know what? There is a seed here. There's a seed of knowledge. There's a seed of soul. There's a seed of learning for me to really dive into something greater here. And then we bring forward that fifth step, which is insight, right? We look deeply and then we find the insight. And then we use that insight to maybe not make those same exact mistakes again in the future. What this is, just it's bringing so much physical imagery for me forward of just kind of going from that fight to dance, right? From fighting and struggling something to dancing with it and using it to your benefit. And that's really what this transformation process can do when we're having a feeling like overwhelm or any other of those negative runaway negative feelings that we get is to be able to look at it first to recognize it, second to accept it third, to embrace it, fourth, to look deeply, and then fifth, to gain insights from it. I'm reminded of the quote, I don't know exactly how it goes or who said it, but within every problem or challenge is the seed of equal or greater opportunity. And so you think about our emotions, our gifts to us in that sense, uh, any kind of emotion of overwhelm or stress or anxiety or or depressive thoughts uh, or even anger are giving us a gift if we can physically reorient ourselves around that, or I guess metaphorically reorient ourselves around that so that we can water the seed and therefore get the opportunity out of what a seemingly seemed to be a struggle to begin with. So man, what a great topic this was this week. So fun. All right. We're going to dive in over the next four days into some small examples and stories for you on how you can continue to overcome overwhelm in your life and maybe find the good kind of overwhelm along the way. And this is coming at you, as always, with love from your sisters, Kay and Shai. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.